Thanks so much for checking out this episode of the Nostara Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with some students from Del Mar Academy who are doing research into what makes Nicoya one of the planet's blue zones. I want to thank Teacher John for allowing them to speak to the Nostara Podcast and sharing this information. I enjoyed it, and I hope you do too. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. I'm really happy to talk to you guys. So, Brooke, let's start with you. Can you explain to us the project that you've been working on? Yeah, of course. So um, recently we've been spending our time conducting a research project on the Blue Zone. So I'm actually brand new to this school and um, they had already started a little bit before I got here reading a book about um, Blue Zones by someone where it was like tips to live to 100 or something like that. And so when I joined, we started researching more into the five Blue Zones around the world, which are Okinawa, Japan, Sardinia, Italy, um, Loma Linda, California, Acaria, Greece, and then here on the Nicoyan Peninsula in Costa Rica. And so these locations are deemed Blue Zones because they have a large, large number of people who have exceeded the age of 100, which are considered centenarians. And so then each person, um, then the class actually split into four groups to research these four main factors that lead to this so-called longevity, which are diet, culture, personality, and lifestyle. From here, we kind of each dove further into it. We each created um, a couple paragraphs about why these factors affect your longevity and gave people tips on how they can work on these categories to live a longer and happier life. Thanks Brooke, good stuff. So Elodie, fill us in a little bit more. Okay, so my part, um, my group researched on diets and we learned that centenarians had a mostly plant, have a mostly plant-based diet and they avoid processed foods at all costs and Honestly, they just really like to grow their own foods. And yeah, they have a really clean and um, balanced diet. Is that something that you think more people should do? Like, do you look up to that? Yeah, it's really important for us. And I think more people should have diets that are similar to centenarian diets because, well, first of all, it's proved that it makes them live longer. And second of all, it's just healthier for everyone to um, do these kinds of things. It's better for their lifestyle, better for their health. And yeah, it just helps people. Having a good diet is important. It's incredibly important. Okay, so what else is included in your studies besides diet that you found out about the Blue Zones? We also uh, researched about their culture, um, their personalities, and their lifestyles in general. So um, we found out that centenarians are very happy people and they have a really positive outlook on life in general and yeah. Let's bounce on to some of your other team members and they can fill us in about that. Okay, so my group focused on lifestyle and basically what we did, well, we did a few interviews with other people from Nicoya and closed areas and we asked them about what their daily routine. Um, well, we also had to include like a bit of culture, um, personality, and the four topics that we did. And um, well, for example, in my case, I also had the opportunity to interview my grandma. And we, well, what I asked her basically was like, about her past, like when she was younger, when she was, when she had like the, her, her kids, her childs, 
And um, she said that she used to be really active person and she had to get ready every single morning, uh, cook, be like with the farm related and also um, had to take care of my um, uncles and, and yeah. No, for, so Fiora, what, what else did you get out of talking with people about their daily life? That, that's kind of an interesting question to someone who lives to be a hundred. Well, lifestyle, it, it's related with culture. So, and I mean the diet, so they uh, plant their own food. So they were really active in that sense. I don't know. That's no, all good. So it's good stuff. So Rio, fill us in a little bit where you're coming from on this. It sounds like we've been hearing about culture, diet, lifestyle. Uh, what'd you take out of this whole thing? So for, for me, uh, me coming from a country, Israel, filled with war, uh, seeing this place, the, how peaceful, it's all come down to stress. These people, like Fira said, they go to church, they enjoy their life, they make sure to be in the least stressful uh, type of life that they can. It's interesting to hear you say stress because that seems to be such a, a growing issue among so many of us these days. 100%. I mean, we learned these people, they made sure to cut out all the things that worry them. For example, we were talking about how, if you're all said that her grandma was going to church, it's been shown it, that it's not because these people go to church that they learn, that they live longer, but it's actually because they put their faith in whatever God or whatever they believe in, and they are not concerned. They don't feel the stress of dying. They don't feel the stress of what they're going to do tomorrow. They believe that everything's planned, and that obviously takes away a lot of their stress. Very yeah. interesting. So big, big dose of peace of mind with how people have been behaving and how they react to their religion and surroundings, it sounds like. Yes, for sure. All good stuff. Thanks, Rio. So who else has some stuff to add here? Back to what Rio said about the stress. Part of their lifestyle is to ch share a lot with their families. So they're people that love to, they're really caring and they don't like fighting or also part of their uh, diet was they don't drink that much alcohol. So, so that doesn't make them go like crazy and stuff. And they're, um, they're really calm about all the problems. They don't stress and they just have faith in God that they're, that he's going to help them with the problems. It sounds like you, you picked up a great deal of peace and just how people handle their issues. It sounds like to me. Yep. Let me bounce back to Brooke. Uh, if I could ask you real quick, you're kind of new to Del Mar Academy. What did you kind of get out of this project? Um, so it's kind of my first time at like a Montessori type of school where your learning is a lot more project-based than textbook based. Interesting because instead of just, just doing research on, um, blue zones and these places we actually physically took a trip to Nicoya which is um a big city on the Nicoyan Peninsula and before we before going we each got assigned one of the five main attractions in the city and so we um 
visited all of these places and like this mountain that we hiked um that's known that like every third of may i think it is you're supposed to hike up the mountain to keep the snakes inside the mountain and um then we visited the nakoyan market the park the church in the park and then there was one more location i'm forgetting um right now but it was very interesting to learn that the type of learning here isn't very textbook based at all it's a lot more hands-on in person you're learning physically what it is like to for these people to have lived this way yeah that's really good stuff so Elodie what about you what what about this whole experience kind of registered with you and what was your takeaway? Well, like Brooke said, um, the trip to Nicoya was definitely a great experience. And while going to Nicoya, we also um, took some shots for a video about this whole project. And I had to act as one of the old people. So I had to dress up as an old lady. And that was really fun for me. Other than that, I think the whole project in general was really interesting and I learned so many things from this and really, I think this project was really worthwhile. I'd, uh, I'd love to add something about from uh, Audi and uh, Brooke about the project. Like they said, it's very hands-on. Our teacher, Mr. Jan, he uh, believes, believes in the philosophy of uh, project-based learning, which is pretty much Usually, historically, you'll do a project after learning about the subject. But what he believes in is doing a project and learning with the project and growing. And he, he loves uh, showing us ad to address real world things that can help us uh, learn not only on the educational basis, but also info that can help us live our lives better. And the, these are the projects that he believes in. It sounds like you get a pretty good teacher there. Yeah, that's all good stuff to hear. Uh, Fiorello, do you have anything else to add as far as like what, what this meant to you and what your takeaway is? I feel that since I was born in Costa Rica, I have never appreciated so much the centenarians as much as I do right now because I always thought I had the idea that they were like, old and they didn't knew exactly what like was a real problem from our time now but i feel that our story compared to theirs has ch changed a lot and they passed through harder things because for example at that time they didn't have like light or depending on the place where they lived and it's something that i appreciate now to have and yes Really good stuff. So I guess we're gonna bounce over to Ulis now. Hopefully I said your name right. Can we pull you into the conversation? Hey, so you built the website for this whole thing. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so basically first we came up with this project of the Blue Zones and then our teacher, Mr. Jan, wanted to find a way of demonstrating it to the rest of the world and kind of putting it into a format where people can look at everything that we've learned and learn from it. So we uh, came to the conclusion of making a website and I was chosen to do that. So I had every single group of the four groups send me um, basically a like a, they, they made a summary of all their findings and then some recommendations for the people. And there I began with the Wix website um, and I ended up 
making four categories. Then I added in all of the, um, all the different information that the groups had given me. And then I was done with that. And then um, Mr. Jen wanted me to go further and make a Spanish version of the website where I had, um, then we had to make a Spanish button at the top. And I had some of the people who are strong in Spanish in our class uh, translate all of the information that was given to me. And then I plugged that back into the website so that we could have an English and in Spanish website, which cool. later, as uh, I think Thrella mentioned, we had a video being made. So that was also put onto the website where it is free to see by everyone. Nice. I checked it out. It's really cool work that you're doing. Um, now, what, what did you get out of the experience? So um, something that I saw a lot was, especially reading the book that Brooke had mentioned, the first book that we read, they talked about how these centenarians would have not only a community of other centenarians, of lifelong friends, but they also had a community of their family surrounding them. So they would have like, they'd be living on a fink in the middle of nowhere, really with their house and they'd be surrounded by like 20 houses of like up to the fifth generation of their generation. So they were surrounded by family and family was a huge thing for them. And um, me being from California and France, uh, all of my family lives in either California or France. And I found that that was something that I am lacking a lot here and especially with coronavirus now, um, which has basically isolated us from traveling. Uh, I found that it's something that I've really been, you know, lacking in that, in that sense, because they're profiting from all the family and me being here, it's kind of been isolating me. So I kind of reading all that kind of made me want to escape. In a I got you. So, so you got a big dose of value at, from being around your family and seeing how close people are up to many generations. I got, as I got all the information, I had all these other inputs, but that I felt like was one of the things that you know, I was lacking most because here in Osara, we have a very, very healthy lifestyle. I mean, you know, like I don't even own a TV. Like I, I all the day out in nature, I have a pretty well uh, balanced diet, but that was the area that I think that I was lacking most living here in Costa Rica. Right on. Really good stuff. Um, does anyone else from the group have anything that you'd like to add to anyone out there who might not be familiar with this subject or any key points you'd like to put out there? And uh, that's open open question for anyone in the group. Uh, well, I think something that also impacted me was the fact that everyone respected the centenarians. Like in this, in Nicoya, people like look up to them and they respect them and they say hi to them. And it's like a little community where they all respect each other. And even if they're older and might need help from people, they still do that with a lot of pleasure. Like they help them with pleasure. And that isn't something you see everywhere. In a lot of places, old people are kind of just a burden for people and are not wanted. So it's really nice to see that here people really accept them and like the fact that they're there and that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right on. So respecting your elders it's legitimate here and that's a big part of what you picked up on this yeah i think that's also why they live so long because people respect them and they feel genuinely happy about that so yeah i think that was really beautiful to see 
makes a lot of sense. Well, I want to thank all of you for sharing your project. I want to thank your teacher, Mr. John, for doing this. And I'm real happy that this is this experience is part of what you get to get to do for school. That's a lot different than just going and learning facts and figures. You actually visited Nicoya, you saw Symphonarians, you saw what makes this whole thing work. And it sounds like Egypt, you walked away with something out of this. That's right. So something we learned that was very important was uh, all these people, they have a sense of life, something that's important in their life. For the Japanese, the Okinawans, they call it the Ikigai. And it can be in your work, it can be in your children, your grandchildren, but something that gives your life purpose. With purpose, it's uh, been proven that that is one of the key uh, elements that these people have to reach their centenarian goal. Jeez, that's profound. Uh, what else is out there? Who else has something else to add? Something that I found super interesting was how uh, any centenarian that we, we talked to, and we said, what was the thing that you would want to really pass down to everyone else? And they said, work. They said, work, work, work. And I found that super interesting because especially in the US, you have people who retire and then, you know, don't do anything for the rest of their lives. And these guys were like, you know, they're, they're old and they're out in the field, you know, still riding horses with their cattle out, you know, farming corn, et cetera. And I thought that was interesting how regardless of their age, they're, you know, lifelong learners and they're going to work till the day they die, which I found super inspirational. Yeah, you brought up an interesting memory. I'm thinking of uh, a trip I had here probably 20 years ago. And we went and visited the family of one of my friends. And he was an old, older man, probably 95 years old, but still moving around. And I asked him, I was like, hey, how are you 95 and still out walking around? You know, my, my grandparents who were in their 90s were in wheelchairs. And he said, I quit working and I got old. So I started working again and now I feel young. And he was 95 years old and told me that. So it's funny to hear you mention the same thing. That, that hit me too. It was a big reason I wanted to live in Costa Rica. Yeah, I agree. Well, hey, I appreciate all you guys. And I appreciate your teacher, Mr. John, for giving you this opportunity. It's really encouraging. And uh, I learned something from each of you today. And I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Uh, thank you. We, we appreciate it from our whole class on behalf of the Lamar Academy. We appreciate you having us. Hey, we'll, we'll have you back for future stuff. So keep doing what you're doing and keep inspiring those of us out here. Thank you so much. Thank you. See everybody. Bye-bye. Again, thank you to Teacher John for allowing the kids to speak to us. And I want to thank the kids for sharing your hearts and the information that you learned. Really cool stuff. And I hope this reaches people out there and it makes a difference.